February 29th has come and gone. We've leapt into March, and Top 10 Thursdays is still here with us. I'm your host, Sean Lemmy. Joining me this week is Colin Westman. Hey there. John Otney. Hi. And Matt Garstens. Hello. And we're talking about one-hit wonders of the 1990s. I think we all have some nostalgia for the 90s, being young men who grew up in that decade. But personally, there weren't that many one-hit wonders that I really, really wanted to talk about, surprisingly enough, since I do like a lot of 90s music. Did you guys have a similar experience? Kind of. I was a little surprised. I think the 80s might be better for one-hit wonders. Yeah, that was one of my problems, is it was just, I was thinking of all these songs, and then saying, wait, no, they had a couple hits. That too. <laughs> There's a lot here I like. I don't know. I have no problem I mean, with the 90s. Yeah, I mean... There's tons of songs on here that I'm all about. It's funny just listening to them today. I was like, just forgetting that these are one-hit wonders, not two-hit wonders. Do we want to establish any guidelines before we go in? Um, like why? Well, I think well, like I think our sorry. guiding principle before we even got into this was just they had to actually be uh, a band that had one hit song in the United States. A band that kind of had their just their moment in the sun and then kind of fell off the map. Because technically, there's a lot of artists that you could consider one-hit wonders. Like I feel like maybe even like Beck doesn't he just is Loser his only hit? But obviously, he's known for more than Loser. I don't know. So like that. he would be disqualified, you know. So we're just, well, I guess that depends what you define as a hit. Like yeah, I guess I don't know. Are we talking about charting? I mean, Where It's At was a pretty popular song. I'm surprised that's not a hit. Two turntables and a mic. Anyway, uh, (laughs) there's no going back now. We already made our our list of nominees, and we're going to start cutting them down. So the very first on our list is uh, No Rain by Blind Melon. Reminds me of Nick Payne. Really? That's uh, for all of those people that know Nick Payne. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> those people out on the internet. Um, I didn't put this on the list. Was was you guys? I didn't. That was me. That was John. Yes, Blind Melon. Um, well, I guess one reason I like that song is I think it's cool that it came out, like, at the apex of, like, grunge, you know? You have these songs about kids going to school and shooting everybody, and then you have this grunge band coming out with this really optimistic kind of mellow pop song. And I Vine Mellon is definitely a grunge band. But I just, I like that song because I, I just, it feels so insightful and introspective, and uh, I like the interplay between the, the electric guitar and the acoustic guitar. And uh, I think Shannon Hoon was a really good vocalist. He unfortunately passed away not long. I don't know how many years after that song, but sometime after that song. So that's probably one of the reasons they're a one-hit wonder. 
but yeah, it definitely reminds me of the '90s. Like that's one I de- like very vividly remember. Well, obviously not the when it came out because it would have been like four, but in that around that <laughs> in the within the decade. It's a very pleasant song. Yeah, it, it's surprising. I guess it's not surprising that it's a one-hit wonder, but it is kind of like I feel like they would at least have one heavier hit, but they don't. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny that you brought Nick Payne to because now I remember him talking about him how he liked Blind Melon. So yeah, I guess yeah. they did have their following because he knew there were like, other Blind Melon songs. And I was oh, like, yeah. what? They have other songs? <laughs> I just remember him uh, like going over to his house and him him playing them on guitar. Yeah. I think they did try to go. They did try to keep going after Shannon Hoon died, but I obviously it didn't really work out. So it's too bad. But I like it. Yeah, it's a good song. No Rain. Uh, a real staple of the 90s. And Nick Payne, if you're not listening, man, you're really missing out. <laughs> uh, next on our list, Tub Thumping by Chumawamba. Um, I guess we'll listen to a bit of it. Or we won't. There we go. This is a weird intro. Yeah, um, I put this on the list, I think, uh, this is one of those songs I remember being all about when I was, like, ten years old, didn't know what good music sounded like, and, uh, I remember you brought this into elementary school music (laughs) class, we had, uh, like, a, a bring your... CDs to class day and everyone got to play one I re- song. I remember that. That was yeah. awesome. Everyone right. had one song to play. One song that defined them. This was mine. Yeah. It's, I played the Macarena just to give uh. you a little perspective. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else played Weird Al. Sometimes yeah. I brought Space Ghost. Yeah, Space Ghost <laughs> is a good, good choice. Um, so yeah, this song has the nostalgia factor. Um, it's kind of a stupid song, but I don't know. It, it's I don't know. There's just something about it. It's a great bar song. Like everyone has to sing that chorus when it comes up. You know, it's got the hook, yeah. and that's something that really resonates with me in One Hit Wonders. The songs with big hooks. You know, it's like here it comes. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Yeah. Everybody starts singing. Like, that part's fun. I don't know how I feel about the pissing the night away part. I've never been that's my that part. big of that. That's your favorite part of that song. So beautiful. I thought that was the hook. <laughs> that's, that's the wave your hands in the air part of the song. Yeah. But, yeah, that one is... It seems stupid to say that it's so 90s, but it's like one of the ones that's like, oh, yeah, that's what it was like, you know. John, we're listening that to a trumpet all, solo though. right now. I think, yeah, it's pretty 90s. Why is trumpet 90s? When was the last time you heard trumpet in a song, a pop hit? A pop hit? I don't know. There's, it's probably in lots of songs. Probably. Yeah. How I, with it are I, I you with know. the modern pop scene? <laughs> I don't think any of us are. <laughs> Uh, I've heard the Beebs. I've heard the Gagas. Apparently, <laughs> you're on nickname basis with them, so you must know. Lady Gaga did that song with saxophone, Clarence Clements. That's saxophone, though. Oh, which is only we're exclusively trumpet right yeah. now? Saxophone is timeless. <laughs> okay, fine. Does anyone else have. 
Okay, well, I guess we, we got to say, like, a few things, like, why these songs wouldn't make it. And I guess this one, because it is, I don't know, it is kind of cheesy in a way, or just, like, kind of stupid frat Yeah, but rock. that's what one-hit wonders are to me, I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to judge these songs on whether I'd, like, buy the album or not. Well, some of these songs I really like as just good, like, well-written songs. This one, I'll admit, is catchy, but... I kind of like it more in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, yeah. not in, like, a real serious, like, critic, critical way, you know? like That's kind of what I took right? into account was weighing the, the guilty pleasure factor and also whether it's actually a good song <laughs> that I'm not ashamed yeah. of liking. Oh, segue. Um, so I, I don't know, Colin. It. Do you like listening to it? John, do you like listening to it? I wouldn't listen to it in my free time. I, if it was on somewhere, I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. But I never go out of my way to listen to it. I don't have it in my iTunes. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not a I'm just sitting there and I want to listen to music song. But it's, it's well, pretty fun. If you want to get some people jazzed up, throw so it out there. Sean and his friends, they get jazzed up. Yeah, <laughs> me and my jazz friends. We're a pretty hip but. group. We all have soul patches. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone not want to have this song on the list? I want to keep it. I, I keep don't it. really, but I'm not going to... F- I don't care that much. So <laughs> sure. if you guys really like it, that's fine. Uh, a trap we fall into on this podcast is we uh, we, don't, we don't come back. When we get to the end of the list, we're like, oh, is there 10? All right, let's just go with it. And, and a couple times after the fact, you guys have said, oh, man... That one thing shouldn't have made the list, but we just it, was, it came <laughs> like, up early like, and we just left it. Like when we did romantic comedies and bringing up baby made it, <laughs> even though we like we didn't really care that much. It was funny, but yeah. Um, so let's so, we'll be careful. Yeah, we got. This. I'm just gonna leave Chumbawamba for now, and we can come back to it if there's way too many songs on our list. This is Save Tonight by Eagle Eyed Sherry, the next item on our list. I totally forgot about this song. But do you remember it now, now that you've heard it? Now that I hear the chorus. You're like, oh yeah, that's that great song from the 90s. Yeah. That's good. At least you're not like, oh, that song. Well, I don't you didn't know. choose I like, to forget I like it. Chumbawamba you didn't force it out of your mind. I even like Chumbawamba more than this. That's why Eagle Eye Cherry is a one day wonder. <laughs> I suppose Chumbawamba. Yeah. Huge. They're, they're a timeless wonder. Um... Such a lame band. What was that? Eagle Eye Cherry or Chumbawamba? Eagle Eye Cherry. Chumbawamba's timeless. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I think this song had an odd impact on the kind of music I like. I don't know. It was. It just. I got. I remember listening to it in the 90s, but then when I got more seriously interested into music and actually finding things I liked listening to, uh, I came back to this and bought it on iTunes even. One of those folk. I don't know. Maybe wow. maybe it's just me. Maybe it just has a special place in my heart. This song sucks. Okay. <laughs> no offense, John. I understand. Okay. I understand. Yeah. I, I just uh, 
I don't like this song. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all right. I just feel like it's kind of a lightweight. If it reminds me of like Three Doors one, Down one, or something. Like one of those. Like that's America's like, rock band. Don't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay. It just seems like so uninspired to me. It's like know. three chords over and over and over again. Hey, four chords. This four is chords, yeah. this is one of those songs that's in that uh, Axis of Awesome video. The four magic chords oh, yeah. that all pop hits have, like. Uh, I think "Let It Be" and "Don't Stop Believing." They all they all have, and actually "Torn," which we're gonna get to in a little bit. Also, <laughs> same four chords. All right, but I think we're bump this off. I just like it. I don't even like it as much now as I did in my past, but it's important to me. No judgment. No judgment, Trin. It's important. There's gonna be plenty of judgment later on. Don't worry. <laughs> Flagpole Sitta. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, song by Harvey Danger, that you're listening to right now. It took me a while to find this song. I found a lot of really bad covers. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Because this voice is so distinct and so whiny and so, like, annoyed. And these people that were singing it were just, like, grown men, like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about this song. You know when you make it into a Weird Al polka? The first time I heard this song was a Weird Al polka. I feel like a lot of these are in that one Weird Al polka from Running with Scissors. I should dig that up. But yeah, I mean, to me, this is like a classic. I love that chorus and the lyrics. The Seattle band too, you know. I feel like didn't know. Back when I listened uh, to the to the end a lot, they used to talk about the lead singer all the time because he's like so Seattle. Like they're so like they're, they've like never left. They've never like, gone on tour. <laughs> they only play yeah, they, I don't know. Probably not. But like, uh, I know their lead singer Sean Nelson like. He, like, wrote for The Stranger. He, like, taught at UW. Like, he taught, like, a songwriting class. So I feel like you got to represent Harvey Danger here because they're, like, more than a one-hit wonder in Seattle. I mean, that doesn't really change if the song... It make, doesn't make the song worse or better. I just... I thought we should all recognize that, how important they are. It has been noted. <laughs> and, you know, he's, like, worked with, like, uh, Death Cab and stuff. I don't know I'm doing what hanging out maybe hanging out yeah I like the guy's voice it's like it, it is kind of annoying but no no I meant like not like he's annoying like he's annoyed like when he's singing frustrated young yeah. man yeah well I don't Lots know I, I guess I don't know what to call it but that kind of nasally yeah but I like some of the lyrics in there reminded me a lot of Portlandia just like I want to write I want to make a zine I want to pierce my tongue Rage Against really, really, really 90s. The dream of the 90s. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I like the lyrics. I like the the attitude. It kind of rocks. Right. It, it's, anything else anyone wants to say about it? Sean? I have no strong feelings about the song. I, I like it. Uh, you know, like I said, I heard it for the first time in a Weird Al polka. It's... It's not really one that I ever thought that much about, but it's fine. It's good. 
Do you, do you like the polka one better? <laughs> I think Weird Al really hits those notes a lot harder than, than he does. Weird Al's a good singer. He's a really good I'll singer. I'll give him that. He's a really good singer. <laughs> I'm very excited about the next item on our list. It's Jump Around by House of Pain. It's really bringing me back to my days in college radio, getting to announce songs and fading them in like that. Mm-hmm. It's very fun for me. Uh, so, Colin, you put this on the list, right? No. No? I could talk about it. I, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, seems like, Does but I like it. I don't know. One thing, one, well, I have a soft spot for it because it's the... Walkout music whenever Brian Wilson comes out and closes a Giants game. <laughs> Brian Wilson, the pitcher, not the singer. The pitcher for not, the, not the beach Giants. Play. Though it would be cool if he came out every time at the beginning of the concert that it played this song. <laughs> yeah, when you first put this on the list, I was like, really? This song? But I listened to it, I was like, it's kind of badass. Even though Just it is the- a rap song by a bunch of white dudes, it's, it's kind of badass. White and Irish. Oh, yeah. I just feel like the flow is so good, you know? It just like, I, I don't know any of the words. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. That's all I know. You know? I feel like the white rappers have to make up, they have to have like, they have to, their, rhythm, their rhythm has to be really good because they're not cool. So they have to have a really interesting <laughs> delivery. That's how they have to make it. And it's, it's a sweet... Uh, what, what the hell is that thing in the background? The doo, 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 doo. I was, I was oh, trying no. to think. Kind of sound effect. Uh, Some sort of sound. Some whistle. whistle. I like that sound, like a whistle. Whoever's, whoever's playing that whistle. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> I bet there's some guy in the... <laughs> It's like a slide whistle. Like, I'm sure they just didn't use a sample or something. They have a, they have a professional whistler. You know? <laughs> but yeah, an Irish rap group. What a concept. Though I'm not surprised it didn't get much further than that one song. I don't know. I literally don't know anything about them, though. I mean, these are one-hit wonders, so... I think the lead rapper guy, like, had a minor hit in, like, the early 2000s, like, as a solo artist. Oh, yeah. But he was all, like, alternative rock. I can't remember the name of that song. Oh, yeah, I'm looking up this guy. His name sounds so familiar. Everlast, Everlast. is that his? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely know that name. I don't know how the song goes, but if you played it for me, yeah, that's the one. It's, all, it's totally on buzz. So was it rap? It was like alternative. No, yeah. He probably had a rap part in it, I bet. But he had a turntable guy. You're gonna have to get buzz ballads to find out. <laughs> I, think I got I got enough ballad CDs compilation. Uh, but yeah, jump around. I'm not like in love with it, but. I like it. I mean, well, I mean, of course I like it. I put it on the list. I'm not going to fight for it, but I'd, I'd be happy if it made it. I'll say that. Opinions? Oh, I feel the same way. It's, uh, it's a fun song. I, either way, Collins? Yeah, I'm basically the same as you. Yeah, it's no strong opinion, but... It's a passionate group we all are. I'd say yes. it's, it's, on the, it's on the cusp. 
It's not it's not out yet, but it, it could get knocked out if we have other ones we like better. Okay. Um, Jamiroquai is on our list next. With, uh, Virtual oh, Insanity. I hope this is the right song because it is. Never heard this song? See, well, then you might have not heard this song, but you've probably seen this song because it is an amazing music video. Uh, he's, it's him. He's like dancing in this room. I thought it was a chick. No, and the floor moves <laughs> and he keeps dancing as the floor moves. I think I think the way they actually did it was they probably moved the walls and he walks with the walls, but it looks crazy. It's really cool. And I have to wonder, if, is that on here just because that's a great music video? It might be. I put it I on the list, and then I was like, I don't know. I might just like this song because of the video. But it's a decent song. I like it. It's all like really, disco-y sort of. Yeah, I really like this song, especially a while back when I tried to learn to play it on guitar, and I looked up the uh, chords, and they're so cool. They're really jazzy. This is really, like, jazzy song, but at the same time, it's, like, pop, and it's, like, all these genres thrown into one. And I think the results are really interesting. It's a really unique song. It also reminds me of my keyboard uh, that I own because, of course... It has a demo button that plays songs and this little screen so it shows you how to play. And Virtual Insanity is the second demo. It's before Ode to Joy. So according to my keyboard, this is higher priority to learn on piano, you know, than Ode to Joy. Take that, Beethoven. Take that. <laughs> Jamiroquai. And just so everyone knows, that's the name of the band. They are a band. Yeah, I didn't know Main that for a while. That was the guy in the video. His name's JK. Which is pretty stupid. Unless this is real name. No, it's not. <laughs> what about J.K. Rowling? Oh, uh, those are like... I think she's pretty shits. stupid. <laughs> she's got a lot of money, too. <laughs> stupid people there. don't have lots of money. That's right. Uh, let's, not, that. let's not get political. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, This probably isn't top ten for me. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's his. Probably not, I'd but I'm okay, glad I made the list. Yeah, one you know, hit wonder. Was, I, I feel like I have to have heard. I'm of glad it. it was part of the uh, conversation because it's very appropriate. Well, you hadn't heard of this one. Uh, I don't remember ever listening to the next one on our list. So really? Steal my sunshine by Len. This one is kind of a stupid intro of people talking. Oh really? We're gonna listen to the whole thing. No, just the intro. Oh, just the intro. We won't actually hear the song. The worst part of the song. That's what we're giving hey, people. Yeah, Sam. Hey, you talking to Mark uh, lately? Uh, I haven't really talked to him, but he looks pretty uh, down. <laughs> he looks pretty down. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I think they mean down like, thing. yeah, he doesn't feel good. He's got a low self-esteem. So right, their solution is butter tarts. I don't get that, but... <laughs> I thought he meant, like, he's down to do something. Yeah, he's down. He's So he needs a song like this to bring him up. <laughs> Not a fan? No, I, like, I like that. I like the song, I, but his voice, his voice is just funny to me. Like Kind of. <laughs> like he's overly trying to be, like, cool, you know? Like yeah. You can't be cool while singing a song like this. I know, that's why he's got to, like, overcompensate. I guess. How poppy, sunshiny it is. I just love the chorus. 
Um, I always like the the backing to this uh, to this song, the the loop, which yeah. I found out I, I didn't know was uh, is sampled from the bridge of the song "More, More, More" by Andrea True. You guys, know, more, more, yeah. more. How do you like it? So, oh, yeah. Somehow I've always known that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't why. know that, even though I've heard that song. Well, I guess I've never heard. I whenever I hear that, I never hear it all. You know, listen to the whole thing because it's stupid. Andrea True is not. She's a porn star too, you know. Just like that is the appropriate response. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the song. I don't know if I've ever listened to the whole thing. Congratulations! We make it through this conversation. I don't know if we will. I think Sean's gonna knock it down before (laughs) we get there. I, I, I seriously, I don't remember ever having listened to this, and I listened to it because you put it on the list. I was like, okay. This certainly does meet all the requirements of being a song and being. <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny how some of us haven't ever heard of these songs. Yeah, I totally remember hearing this song yeah. in the '90s. Like, <laughs> this just falls into the like skate king category for me. We're talking about the nights when our elementary school would go to skate king, and there'd be lots Which of pop songs playing in the background. Race. Yes, that's right. They still had those. In the it's 90s. still around. Yeah. We should go. It's fun. No. Nah. No. <laughs> Let me just speak really I was creepy. going when it wasn't cool. I was going yeah. in high school. Uh, <laughs> no, every time we were going, it wasn't cool. Let, <laughs> let the record show. It's cool. But now I'm drunk. All right, I'm, I'm going to put this on. I like it, but I don't know if it's top ten. Certainly the way I feel. I'm, it's probably I just have cool. the feeling this is already going to get... Because I don't have really strong feelings for it. The fact that Sean's like, well, it qualifies like technically as a song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, it's not going to make it. All right, just, just take it off. Fine. Uh, the, our next song's a real treat. It's Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Downtown See what I did there? Oh, oh yeah. Aha! Took me a while. So also a lot of covers of <laughs> Like techno Kind of dubstep Does it have heavy drops? Like I'm not quite sure what that means Well we'll have to do a I smell sex and candy Dubstep special later Top 10 just dubstep remixes of existing songs because I can tell oh, you right existing nineties one hit no 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 because my favorite dubstep remix is Jurassic Park dubstep remix all right let's get to which the, there are yeah, many different talk, versions of I don't even I'm not even paying attention you're so boring start talking about the song someone who <laughs> gives a shit about yeah. dubstep <laughs> uh. this is another one that reminds me of back in elementary school when we brought CDs into class and we'd listen to them. Not because we did listen to it, but I remember Miss Peterson was asking everybody, you know, what songs would you like to hear? Like, I guess she was going to bring them in? I don't know how this came up. And then someone suggested Sex and Candy, and I was like, can, can I say that? I remember this song. Like, Laurel Cooper. Yeah. I suggested Smells Like Teen Spirit, thinking I was cool or something. Picking the most well-known Nirvana song. I probably said Macarena. Yeah, I, I definitely, like, as a little kid, remember, like, can they say that? <laughs> but as for the song itself, yeah, I really like this song. 
I think it totally sums up that kind of late 90s cynicism, you know, like Generation Xer. I feel like it's too like, oh, shit. Yeah, I feel like it's too much like that. Like, it almost sounds like a parody of a 90s alternative rock song. Like, it could have been on a WB team drama. Yeah, I just feel like these guys are like, we don't care, we're cool because we don't care. <laughs> That's the vibe well, I, I get from this song. Yeah. This sounds well, like they're about to fall asleep. I don't, I don't know if I get that strong a vibe. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely cynical. Um... I really like that chorus too. The other guitar kind of plays with the vocals. They're like together. Um, this also had a pretty memorable music video for anyone that remembers it back. He's, uh, it's the main guy. I want to say his name is Marcy, but I doubt it is. Because I'm sure they're. I'm pretty sure they're a band. He has like his head through a floor, and there's like a spider crawling around. Ooh, like the Japanese game show. I, I bet there is a Japanese game show like that, but there, I don't know. There's totally a Japanese game show where there's a video on YouTube where Lily like sticks her head through a hole in the floor, and then there's like a spider in there, and she just screams a lot. The spider don't just walks I bite you if you move. Don't move. Well, so Colin yeah. thinks it's a little too cynical. Sean, this one's tricky for me because I, I really remember it like vividly remember listening to this song and I, and I think that counts for something when you're doing a, a, a retroactive one hit wonder list but at the same time I don't, like you said about tub thumping I certainly wouldn't be listening to this in basically any environment I can imagine myself in I mean how, how much does that really matter though it's, I don't it's a memorable 90s one hit but it's, it's certainly not one I would in my life on purpose okay Nancy any comments I seem to be the only one that likes it but oh I like it I like it <laughs> I don't know I I feel like most of these songs I wouldn't really consider listening to in my life <laughs> like like seriously I don't have any of these albums so it's not like that's why they're one hit wonders they didn't have any other good stuff and I I don't listen to singles personally, so you don't really listen to music though. We don't need to get into that. We don't. I'm I do. sorry even brother. <laughs> I feel like a dick every time I'm like That's because I listen to a lot of music. You just don't tell me about it. Yeah, you, Secret listening. Well you never listen to the music I listen to, but Anyway, Does anyone want to veto this, or can we just leave it on the I mean, board I'm for now? I'm fine with vetoing. I think if there's a, a 50-50 split, it's probably cut. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh... Um, as we fade into the next song, I'll tell you that it's Mazzy Star. Fade into you. Sean's a nail this Had any of you guys heard the song before? I'd actually heard this one. Okay. I have, but I always forget it. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember this song from the '90s, but I just got into it like a few months ago. I heard this song and I was 
I would put this under the category of a song I would actually listen to in real life because I have recently. But I don't have much hope of it making the list. Yeah, I don't know if it qualifies in that hit category. I mean, was it a hit? It was like a minor hit, but it's kind of surprising that a song like this was a hit. Yeah. I guess the 90s were just big on anything alternative rock, so it was possible for a song like this to become a hit. Well, I don't know if this list necessarily has to be uh, just like a, like an actual hit like on a chart. I feel like it just it's the song that kind of defined the band, and then they kind of like disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know? Not so much like it was a success. Mm-hmm. So... So, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of what I like about it is it's not really like any of these other songs because it doesn't have, like, a huge hooky chorus that's right in your face with catchiness. It's just kind of a slow little, well, really pretty song, I think. Yeah, I guess for me that's its gift and its curse. <laughs> Maybe. Because I think it's a good song, but I look at these other songs and I'm like, oh, man, but this one has that one part and this one has that one part. This one's just kind of a pleasant little kind of ballad all the way through. Um, but yeah, it's not top ten material for me. Yeah, neither. Uh, I mean, I do, I do like the song, but I agree. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna third you guys. I knew that would happen, but it's good. It's pretty. It's a, it's a nice feeling. Uh, I'm responsible for this very next one we're gonna hear. It's torn, and I'm, here I go. Natalie Imbruglia. What do you think? Imbruglia? I'd, be, I'd say Imbruglia. I thought I saw a man brought to life. Uh, so this know. is a cover of a, another 90s band song that I have never heard. Double one hit. Um... I, I this was one of the first ones that came to mind for me when we talked about doing 90s one hit wonders I don't know what it is about it I, it's the chorus I guess it just uh, stuck with me then and s- sticks with me now and it's got the magic four chords that all hit songs have apparently I think this song's pretty lame. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. This is pretty, pretty lame. lame. This is a pretty lame song. I guess I like that we have one song that kind of represents the whole, like, girl rock Lilith Fair thing of the 90s, which I feel like there was a lot of those kind of one-hit wonders. Lisa Love. Yeah. This is the kind of... Yeah, sorry. sorry. Go on. Go ahead. This is the kind of song that, like, I imagine myself listening to when I'm at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's that, just, that is perfect. It's just so, like, that generic kind of contemporary pop for me and then she's got a pleasant voice but yeah, I'm gonna agree that it's kind of lame <laughs> <laughs> and here we are listening to it uh, but let's not talk about this you anymore. made this happen yeah Sean. let's not listen This is how I feel, Sean. You actually I feel- don't feel like listening to this uh, song. I'm a little torn, but I'm going to keep this thing moving um, with another of my selections. It's How Bizarre by OMC. Mm-hmm. 
goes on for a while, doesn't it? There we go. It took me a while to, like... Because when I was looking for the song, I, I had this vague memory of someone going, How bizarre. <laughs> but I was like, and you I, are I correct. Didn't, I didn't remember the song at all. <laughs> okay, so when it... It's a lot... <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so when it comes... To these songs, a lot of them remind me of the 90s, but this one, this one makes me, it's like a punch in the face of 1990s. It's, it hurts the 90s into my body. Wait, it, like, it is a, I a, don't know how to interpret it. I can feel the 90s when I, is that a good it, thing it, or bad? It is, all my senses are engaged in the 90s. Like when you hear it, you travel back in time. It's a little bit of time travel. And then you just want to go and play Super Nintendo or PlayStation 1. I don't know. Whatever, whenever this song came out. I assume late 90s. It was like 97, I think. 90, 96, or I think, something like that. You could have been playing PlayStation if you got it like early right away. What's weird about How Bizarre for me is I feel like normally I wouldn't like this genre of music. Whatever genre this is, I have no idea. But it's just like so hooky. It's like it's the kind of song that I feel like everybody can like, like that, that guitar part. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like I should not like this song, but I like it so much. Yeah, it's like you. It's not really up yeah. to you. You have to like it. <laughs> it's like this is like he found like what good music is supposed to be, or like well, at least what catchy music is supposed to be. Like he, like a scientist in a lab. That's right. OMC is the pinnacle of music. He is a genius. What came out first, this or Sugar Ray? Ooh. Like the, uh, with the know. with the little nylon guitar going. <laughs> <laughs> I think this came out first. Maybe like a year or two before. It and is then very Sugar Ray put it in every yeah. single one of their. Because the, the the thing is, if Sugar Ray was first, like this probably wouldn't have been a hit, right? People would just be like listening to Sugar Ray. Well, they were listening to Sugar Ray. I don't know. It's pretty great, guys, and we've, we're going to eliminate three of the four songs I put on this list. I'd like just this one to make it. Alright. I'm okay I'll, with that. I'd totally put this. Chances look good, my friend. Alright, so the last of my contributions. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is my personal favorite country. I'm, I'm really glad. Uh, this is my personal least favorite song yeah. ever, maybe. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe by Redneck. Oh, no. Long time ago. Long time ago. Where, did Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. I know the song very well. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. It's even got that annoying mouth heart. What's that called? A mouth heart? The best is heart. Didn't you have one of those, John? I still do. I have two. Not well. But yeah. They play this at Mariner games. Oh yeah, that's the first memory I have of this song. You're gonna have a Mariner game. They play this anywhere at people dance. Yeah, at the Kingdom. <laughs> you know, I was just trying to put a little, a little dance, a little electronic vibe into our our list. And uh, what better than this like Swedish band singing this hella like I think it's like a, an American folk song originally, and they're just like, no, we're gonna we're gonna make it a weird electronic song. It reminds me of like a the hamster dance or like something that would be on the internet <laughs> exclusively. 
I think it's hilarious that this band is Swedish. Like, they must have saw bluegrass. Like, this is what bluegrass is? They did their own version, and it came out like this. It had to be dance, like, pop. Yeah. But, yeah, this this song I think about a lot more than I should. Because sometime, it must have been like a year ago, it was on TV, or we heard it somewhere, and my nephew heard it. And he starts crying and crying. And we found out he hates this song. So now we can just play it any time. Like Eric has it on his phone, Eric, my stepdad. And he'll take out his phone and he'll like start playing it. And the baby will go, no, no, hate, hate, hate. I could, I could totally relate to him. And you can start. And like, you just gotta just go, where did you come from? Where did you go? Away? You just start singing it. And he knows like what it is and he hates it. So like, it, that's how bad this song is. Young children can, have an instinct to hate it. Yeah, well, yeah if, unprovoked. If it can affect a child who can barely talk, hmm, interesting. I wonder. I mean, John, I, like, I hate to tell you your nephew has no taste. <laughs> I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to tell him that he's getting crushed. Uh, okay, but let me see. Can we move on so okay. I don't have to keep listening to Hold the song? <laughs> Stop. I think it is really catchy, but what kills it for me is there's that female vocalist in there. There's like a verse that is sung by her, yeah, we... and she is she is so annoying. Like I hate her so much. It's this like like really bad Kylie Minogue kind of sounding female vocalist, and the, just for that, like I like all the. If, if she didn't have that, I'd say this is a maybe. But because of that, it kills it for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> No, no, this is great. Great Colin. Great stuff. Yeah, well, I don't know why Colin's so full of hate, but I, yeah, I don't think this is making the cut. And uh, I think we probably spent more on time on it than anyone <laughs> would have reasonably expected. Um, Closing Time is a song by Semisonic. It sounds like this. So am I. <laughs> Pretty sure all of us are really about this song. Yeah. Apparently. Was there even anything to say? Uh, nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a sure thing. I think so. Got a great melody. I love the piano. I love the lyrics. Kind of presents this little setting, a little story, sort of. Uh, little great ice, hook. Yeah. Little icing on the cake. The lead singer's name, Dan Wilson. Nice. So. <laughs> they're from Minneapolis. Even better. Oh, and they're all high Dan Wilson from Minneapolis. I don't know. I know. I know. He, I know. He went to the University of Minnesota. Could it? Could it be? No, no. Incognito. <laughs> Any Illuminati listeners we have, we are not on to your conspiracy about Semisonic and the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> Uh, yeah, keep keep wondering that. Uh, what a what a great. Are we just moving on here? Yeah, I think so. Oh, this is this is on our list in a high place, I imagine. Uh, in the meantime, is in the meantime by Space Hog.
played it for you. We played it in Rock Band. Except you f- failed, so we didn't finish the song. Well, this is the part that I really remembered when I came back to it. The, uh, the woman making her sound. It's not a woman. It's not even a woman? I've seen performances of them playing the song. It's the lead singer doing it's a, that. It's him doing that? Yeah. That is... That is God, this is on our list. I, I never <laughs> thought that was a woman. <laughs> I like the ooh part, but I don't really care for any other parts of the song, but... I like I'm not going to battle you on it if you really like it. That's I like all the parts of this song. <laughs> Sean? I like all the parts of this song. Nancy, you're the, you're the tiebreaker or something. I mean, I don't care at all. So. It's probably the first time he's ever heard it, apparently. Well, I heard it today when I was compiling the list. I'll give it a, I'll give it a maybe. Yeah, to me, it's just kind of... As generic as it gets. Hey, I've people been saying about Space Hog for years. It's been, it's been an uphill battle, but they made it this far. Uh, I feel like it grows on you. Or it grew on me after hearing Sean sing it so many times in Rock Band. Yeah, yeah. but we're not talking about Sean's rendition. We're talking about this rendition. talking about the real one. I went to the trouble of downloading I mean, it. Sean's is clearly it in my superior, iTunes. but... We're talking I, about might, this. I might put a Sean's cover on my list. Hit the 90s. Yeah, if I was hit the nineties, that would have been pretty cool. So I've been very young. Um, I feel like it should be just because me and Shot are so enthusiastic about yeah, it. Is, you guys right. are just kind of like whatever. I'll give you a, I'll give you a late. Great. Um, one that I don't think is probably going to get a pick from anyone, but it sure will be fun to listen to. Is our next nominee? Whoop! There it is. My tag team. Back again, check it to wreck it, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, jump. You fessed up to this one, right? I put it on there as a joke when we first started doing this list. I don't think this is actually a good song. This is, this is one that reminds me of being at the kingdom. Oh, yeah. I feel like there were a lot of these kind of hip-hop songs from What Hidden Wonders, actually. They just had some really big, hooky chorus. And they got played at sports events a lot. Is this on Jock James? I can't imagine it uh, not it being. Be. I mean, eventually it had to be, because there's like 40 different Jock Jams. How many do you have? I have one. I have Jock Jams and Jock Rock. I got them both um, as gifts. I believe one was actually an Easter gift, back nice. when we had Easter celebrations. <laughs> I like how John's nodding his head even though he can't. I know this song very well. I actually really like this song. Okay. I think it's I think it's partly because I edited a video with this song in it. If you guys remember, it was one of the uh, Buffalo Stevens videos. Sean Buffalo where, Jackson. Sean plays the uh, yeah. What did I say? Stevens. Buffalo Stevens. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah. But when you have to edit something like a song and 
and you're just listening to it over and over and over again because it was set to like almost a mini montage. Just so got stuck in my head, you know, tag team back again, check and direct and let's begin. Party on, call the people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, joys. Let's party over here, party over there. Wave your hand, you know, just like, I can't stop thinking about it. It's just like, it's like, that song's like breathing now. I feel like that, that kind of interaction with the song can easily make you hate it as well. Yeah, so that, I think that's a testament to its catchiness, is that I didn't hate it, I liked it more, but uh, it doesn't sound like there's as much enthusiasm. Uh, I, I would not ever say that I hate Whoop, There It Is. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I just I like it. Deal with it. I'm going to deal with it by taking it off the list because I don't think anyone likes it that much. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And once again, it's not to say that these aren't fun 90s one hit wonders. It's just not top 10. Um, yeah, let's keep moving. Cannonball's up next. It's a song by the Breeders. This is a woman. Yeah, yes. it's uh, Kim, Kim Deal of the Pixies. From the Pixies. She's the bassist in the Pixies. And then she went off and did this band with her twin sister. And. I don't know if this was actually a hit, but like, like I was saying earlier, I feel like this is the song that people know about when they think of this band. I think it was like a minor hit. Yeah, but I love that sliding guitar of the wee wee wee, and I love uh, Kim Deal's vocals. That just kind of that breathy kind of, I don't know. It just it's real nice on the ears, and she blends real well singing with her sister. I was I would assume so. It's twins probably like share the same brain stereotype. Okay. Uh, but the share the- I wouldn't put this song on the list just because. Um, I, I never associated the Breeders uh, with being one-hit wonders because I, I think they're. I've heard their first two albums and I think they're legitimately really great alternative rock albums. I'm, and uh, I don't know. I think they're almost as good as a Pixies album, really. Really, because I've never really been that into them. But I think I like this song. Okay. I mean, all these bands have a following, but I wonder how much of their following just carried over from the fact that she was in the Pixies. Like, if she was never in the Pixies, I wonder. But, I mean, you make a good point. I'm just saying, I think they're better than One Hit Wonders, and I think you can listen, you can hear that in this song. There's so many, like, great ideas going on in here that... I feel like you can tell that they were better than just one big hook. But were they one hit wonders? Is the question. That's also uh, a good are question. Are they better than one hit wonders? <laughs> you know, should they have been a one hit wonder? Is something you can argue. But were they a one hit wonder? Is something. What the? What are you, you asking me? Are you asking me if this was a big is, enough hit? Is this? Was this a big enough hit? And is it their only song that got that big? It was. I think it was a minor hit, but it was the only song that got that big. Fine. There you go. Okay. Still, like, really vague questions that I don't know how to interpret. Well, yeah. 
I could I could sit here for hours talking about how OMC is a musical genius and shouldn't have been a one hit wonder, but okay. that's not what we're talking about. But I don't think that's true. I doubt his music that good. So what we have here is one song that was a hit for this band that didn't have other hits. That is a song that we like. So what's your beef? I told you about beef. To be categorized. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I feel like he explained it. It's a very metaphysical argument. Really well. I just feel like these bands are kind of not well-respected bands, but I feel like the Breeders are a little better than that. I don't know if I'd go as far to say they're not respected. I mean, they all have their own fan bases. Yeah, it's all varying with each band, so I can't make that grand statement. Yeah, like you're just just going to say nasty. Trumbull One was like, you know, hella... Nick Duncan's all about Chumbawamba because most of their songs are like all about anarchy and stuff, and they're not like that. That's not their, you know what I mean. That one song isn't really representative of them, but it's a hit, and it's their only hit. Whatever. I mean, I don't care if the song's on the list. That's fine since I think it's a really great song. But I'm just you heard my case for it. I don't have anything else to say. Sounds awfully. Go ahead, John. Uh, I was just going to say it sounds awfully controversial, and I think controversy is. (laughs) I don't care. I like to avoid controversy myself. I don't know about you guys. I just I feel like you're saying, Colin, you don't you like this band, and so it shouldn't be on the list with bands that you don't really care about. Yeah, basically. And I'm fine if you think that's stupid, because you can put it on the list. I don't care. That's fine. Well, I kind of get what Colin's saying. I, mean, I do like the song a lot. A lot of people know them for more than just this song, I guess. I really don't know enough about the band to uh, to make any kind of case for it, though, so I don't know. I guess I kind of agree with Colin, and like, not that I care about the Breeders, but just from a standpoint of it's... I don't like the song from the standpoint of One Hit Wonder 90s. You but it's, know what I mean? it's weird to me to eliminate a song because I like the band. Yeah, and I think that's weird too. And I, I don't say... I'm not saying that's why I want to eliminate the song. I, I just want to eliminate the song because... I mean, we all have different interpretations of what a One Hit Wonder 90s song is. Like, to me, it's Chumbawamba. Like, it doesn't mean that I necessarily like the song. It's just, like, it's that feeling you get, you know? It's that... Nostalgia. Yeah, the nostalgia. Because that was a thing for this song. I I don't think I had heard it until, like, I had heard good things about Last Splash, the album this is off of, and I think that was the first time I'd heard it. I don't remember it from the 90s. So I don't, like, think of them as one hit wonder just because I was a guy that was willing to listen to... Entire albums by then. Makes sense. It's all just a state of mind. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can totally put it on the list. I'm saying. Oh, I don't want to put it on the list. What do you think, Sean? I, I guess we'll take it off the list. I, it's uh, this is the weirdest reason to do it I could have ever conceived. I don't think it is. I mean, would you put? We had this conversation. Would you put like the Grateful Dead or the Lou Reed or Jimi Hendrix on a one-hit wonders list? Because they only had one actual chart hit but they're known for way more than just one song 
but again, the breeders aren't quite yeah, on that scale, so it's kind of wonky. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, sorry, never mind. All right. <laughs> oh, is <Turn> off. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, the cardigans are here with Love Fool. Here, they're in the studio. They're going to perform it live. Take it away, Swedish guys. this song on the list um, I just like it because it's got like that sort of moody verse with a bunch of minor chords and stuff and then when the chorus it's super happy for you know maximum effect and uh, I don't know It is still just kind of a bubblegummy pop song. I, I don't know if I could make any sort of argument that there's a whole lot that differentiates this from something like Ace of Bass, who are also a Swedish pop group like the Cardigans, but uh, I just like it. A lot of European uh, pop makers in the 90s. Good. Yeah, we don't have as many, like, crossover... Yeah. But it's funny, it's like, anymore. in, like, English, though, you know? Yeah. And they don't... But everyone's, everyone speaks English over there. <laughs> Even if you're in a country that, where they don't speak English, you speak English. Yeah. What do you think about this song, Joe? I like it okay. Um... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This is one I was trying to think of what I would say, but I don't know. It's pretty. It's kind of jazzy, kind of funky. Uh, I don't love it, but I, I, I like it okay. I, I have nothing interesting to say about this To go song. back to a, a question that we were asking with some of the earlier songs, would you listen to it in your free time? Is no. this the song you choose to listen to? Not Anyone? No. no, but I can imagine listening to a band like this. Almost. I mean, that's kind of a lot of the music I like is female lead singer pop, you know, like Tegan and Sarah and Jenny Lewis and stuff like that. So, I mean, I even go back and listen to uh, what's the band? You know what I'm talking about? You gotta give us one clue. Come you on. can't give us no clues. Uh, I can't remember the name. A song? Aqua. Aqua. <laughs> Aqua. <laughs> Come on, Barbie. Uh, kiss me. Oh, sixpence, oh, none the richer. richer. Like, like <laughs> I have their greatest hits, and I'm all about it. So. Why didn't you put that on the list? They had, they, had, they had a couple hits. Oh, they, they did. They had a hit cover of uh, "There She Goes" too, yeah. I think. Aside from "Kiss Me," which I play on the guitar all the time. I wish we could just, just do songs for the night instead of one hit wonders. Why? So I wish that song songs. would be on the list. Yeah, yeah see, that's but it is. Isn't it kind of a one-hit wonder? I, but it's Don't weird because I, I feel like I know them for other songs, and like it's not like I've gone out. Oh, of okay, let's stop there. I, I don't want to do this again. Cardigans, Love Fool, Yay or Nay, Colin. 
Well, I would go yay, but I'm Nancy, the guy I put on the yay. list. John. You go first, Sean. <laughs> nay. Then I'll go day two. God, I'm great. Well, it's in the maybe column. At least that's the impression that I get. Which is all sorts of... The next song by Marty Hardbox. Cannot be stopped. You're so... You're doing so good. Trumpet. Oh, more trumpet. All sorts of Helens. It's not just trumpet. That's goddamn trombone. I love Scott. I don't even love Scott that much. I just love this song. <laughs> My dream was to go to Portland State as a music major and start a Scott band. She had to go to Central. Have your dream crushed. Central Washington, at least. Damn, out of state. I could have been the next Mighty Mighty Boston. They're yeah. still reaping in hella residuals for this bad boy. Probably got like, they probably wrote like 15 albums. Sell it to him. <laughs> Alright, who put it on the list? I think I did. You know, yeah, I like Scott too, though I'm not well versed in it. But I think this song makes it very accessible. It makes me want to hear more Scott. So. Scott was pretty big in the 90s. I like that guy's voice too because he's not like a great singer, but it fits it's for the mood. Really gravelly. I, remember, I wish I, I could scream, scream like that. <laughs> I remember when he sang on SNL, and I feel like his voice was like, like he was at a cold or something because it sounded like even grittier. And at the end, he just had to like put up his shoulders, like, "Oops, sorry." Like, this isn't the best. I usually do this song. He's like, <laughs> but he was just like, but it was still kind of cool because. That's just his thing, is he's gritty. How many ones do they have? I think there's three or... Three? Four? I don't know. No, no more than four, I don't think. Yeah. I, my guess is three. And I, what I also really like, this isn't really anything to do with the song, but whenever they did live shows, their manager always danced on stage, like as like he's in the band. He's in all their videos, too. <laughs> and they're still going, and he still gets out there, and he just dances, but he's actually like pretty fun to watch. So he's their dancer. I think he does backup vocals too. But you're mostly dancing. But this is just a really fun group. They clearly have fun. And I think the listener kind of feels that these guys enjoy what they do. And that's why I like it so much. Are they the band in uh, basketball or is that a different band? No, that's Real Big Fish. I think they were technically one hit wonder, but I don't like their song. Was it 90s? I, yeah, they're best known for their 1997 hit Sellout, which I'm sure... That's not the one I, I remember. Yeah, well, I remember in basketball, they were doing a cover of Take On Me, oh, yeah. which is really weird. Sweet. But now, I I don't really like them. So, sorry, Real Big Fish. I hope they're not fans of Mildly Please, because they wouldn't be fans now. Other thoughts on the song? Uh, I think it should be on the Yeah, list. I totally think it should be. Me too. It's, it's pretty so. great. Sweet. Way to go, guys. Um, it's the New Radicals up next with You Get What You Give. Uh. 
funny some of these songs that when I was first listening to them again. I didn't know what they were until the part that I knew <laughs> what it was. You know what I mean? That makes it's, any sense. Until the hook or the yeah, chorus? Until the or chorus. The... Or at least till this part. I, I guess the song's kind of like the melody is like the entire song. Yeah, I feel like it's got a bunch of hooks yeah. <laughs> that come up. <laughs> it doesn't really have like one distinct one that's the best. Yeah. They're just all very good. Yeah. Uh, I put this on the list because I like this song. I don't, I don't know what to say about it, really. Yeah. I like it, too. I, I'm it makes me feel like I'm watching. <laughs> I, I was just right. going to say, I also like it, but I don't really care about it that much, you know? This isn't this it's isn't one. A, late, a late number for me. Or maybe not even on the list. No, Sean, no. You're not taking this from me. I'm just floating an idea out there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we got two two yeses and a maybe no. John? Uh, it makes me feel like watching an insurance commercial. Uh, or like, this is the song I hear when I'm at work or something. It, it doesn't stand out to me in any way. Yeah. I've never really I agree. I mean, that's that... why... Sorry, go ahead. I hate to say mainstream, because I feel like it's, it's a little better than that. But it, it, it feels, to me, a little bit generic. And another thing, I don't like that part where he takes a shot at, at uh, Beck. You know what I'm saying? He's like, there's that part where he's just dissing everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, most of them deserve it. It's like Hanson and Marilyn Manson, Courtney Love. But then, like, Beck's in there. Like, what did he ever do? I don't see, I don't feel like that's fair. For, so just for that, that, that guy pissed me off. <laughs> Never really bothered me. No, it pissed me off. Does it bother you when people call out Neil Young? Or when Neil yeah, Young that, calls that, out that the was, president? That was a joke. Like they were it? on good. They were on good terms. I thought John. I, I know Southern plenty man. about. I know enough about Neil Young and Leonard Skinner. Don't make me go into. Do this. you know enough about Beck and New Radicals <laughs> to not know that they're on good terms? Yeah, well, maybe, I read that maybe later. Beck wrote apologized. this song and gave it to him. But apparently, you actually do know about this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't expect you to. Well, I'm. That's why I said it's, it's late list or not on the list for me. I mean, I like it. I wouldn't be mad if it would be on the list. I wouldn't be mad if it's not. I think this... Well, we got two more to get through, and then we can come back. Okay. Uh, but this next one is pretty great. I'd be pretty happy to see it on the list. It's... I'm going to be 500 miles by the proclaimers. When I wake up... Well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who So I remembered this song, and I liked this song, and then I got back into this song when I started watching How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> uh, that happened to you as well, C-Man? I don't think so. I might have listened to it once or twice after watching that. After watching that episode, I don't know. I guess I'm just so aware of this song and what it Um, means. It was already in your life. Yes, at that time, in a a kind of big way, not a huge way. 
This could have been Jack Cuss' theme song. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I think the only thing that's controversial about this song uh, is that it, it, it technically came out in the 80s, in 88, but it wasn't hit. It wasn't popular until the 90s when it was used in the movie Benny and June, which is a good movie. I recommend it. Johnny Depp's in there, too. But does, I don't think... Does anyone have a beef with that? Is anyone, is anyone going to fight against no. that? The fact... Like, well, I don't call him Mr. Like a, <laughs> I do a little bit. I mean, I feel like this song feels a little more like an 80s song than a 90s song. No, I'd agree with that. That's, that's like, really the only... Maybe that's why it's so good, because if you're talking about 80s songs, like, that was the decade of one-hit wonders. It was, right? really. We could, we could do that another time, and maybe... Uh, okay, lists. so yeah, that's the question. If if it's on this list, it's not going to be on our '80s list if we ever get to that. Yeah. No, I but think that'd be pretty. Thing, pretty it wasn't a hit. It wasn't a hit in the '80s. It wasn't a hit until the '90s, in '93. That's when it became like the the, the song that was played all over on the radio and everything. And it was, I mean, it technically was like released again on a soundtrack. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's not an '80s hit, you must acquit. We're gonna put it on the '90s list. This is the only time it's ever gonna be in contention. I agree. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love their accents. It's such a great accent. Like you, you know, there's only so many songs where it really comes out that strongly and works that well. Are they, they're Irish, right? Scottish. Uh, Scottish. Scottish. Just the way both yeah. Ireland and Scotland say hundred, hundred. I love, I love it. it. Makes me weak in the knees. <laughs> <laughs> and then the vocals play off each other really well, and I think. It's that twin thing again, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they share brains. Twins sing sing well together. And yet there's not more twin bands. There's, there's, only, there's plenty. There's only so many twins in the world. Jaden, sir. But no. They share brains. This is, we are propagating a stereotype that I do not endorse. <laughs> um... All right, we're going to keep moving then uh, with the, the very last song on our list, Bittersweet Symphony. for me to think of the verb as a one-hit wonder because I feel like their album their 2007 comeback album was kind of a big deal but I don't think any of those songs were hits I just feel like people were talking about yeah. the verb again because they had an album I, coming out it was well received but I, I don't know if it was was it a, was it really a big deal no it was big it enough was that a semi big out. deal and they kind of fell off the map again because they broke up after that didn't they yeah well two years later I think they, they gave it a full yeah. tour but yeah but this is another one of those songs that just like, like it's the time machine. It brings me right back because I remember this band was huge, and that video played all the time. You know, seeing that older sisters, we had MTV on our. You know, I have older sisters. MTV was in, on the TV a lot. Yeah, and I just remember like everyone was saying, "Oh man, this, these guys are they're the next big thing." Because you know, you had all these Brit pop bands, and you had, you had Blur and Pulp and Oasis, and people are like, "These guys, they're the next step, though. Like they're gonna be." This is the future of music. And Richard Ashcroft is on the cover of Rolling Stone. Like, how many one-hit wonder guys on this list can say that? I mean, I don't know if there's another one. 
and I apologize if I'm ignoring them. I, I feel like Natalie Imbruglia might have been on the cover. <laughs> you would know. You're an expert. <laughs> That's just because when I googled her, there were a bunch of like Rolling Stone, like Natalie Imbruglia Rolling Stone uh, search results. But this song is just, like, so epic. It's hard for me to think of something that's more epic to me than this song. It's a huge orchestra. It's funny, I associate this song more with the 2000s just from the Seahawks standpoint. It's like the Seahawks like, theme song. Like, they always come out to the song. It's kind of weird because it's not, like, intense at all. No, it's... But it, it works, and I don't know, that's just... Doesn't the verb not get any money from this song? I think they get some. It's just Mick Jagger and Keith Richards get some too, because I think they have a writing credit for it. Yeah, that, that was... Yeah. That's, uh, which song is it? Uh, the last time. There was like an orchestral version of it, and that's what this is it's a loop of. The song is based on. I think we all agree it's on the list. That's gotta be. All right, well, I got bad news, guys, because we got more than ten here. Well, when we were talking about the cardigans, I, I, I assume someone misheard me because I said nay, and it's and Sean said nay. Nay means no. Yeah, no, I didn't want it on there, but it's on the it's on the thing right now, and now it's not. Is it? No, it's gone. It was okay. Still got more. Keep on chopping. Right, so how many do we have? Eleven. Eleven on the list. One of which must go. So read them off. No Rain by Blind Melon. Uh, Let me just go to the ones that I think we talked about. There's already enough list reading in this podcast. Uh, Chumpawumba was one we said we'd come back to, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be on on our list. Um, It's a tough call, guys. This is a tough call. Um, well, I would have said Chumbawamba, but, you know, seeing that everyone's like, well, it's it's so 90s, though. Even though I feel like everyone says how corny it is. So, or not corny, but I don't know. I mean, let's just look back at, at some of our earlier ones. Uh, There's No Rain by Blind Melon. Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger. Jump Around, House of Pain, any of those? I'm not that big a fan of No Rain, honestly. <laughs> like, I like this song, like... If we are doing this song like five years ago, I'd put it on. But now, when I listen to it, it just kind of bores me. I don't know why. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. I, I like it. I like it on the list. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think anyone else would feel that I, way. I'd, I'd rather get rid of Jump Around. I'm okay with that, too. I, I could also part with You Get What You Give. That's not that's <clears> one I'm not that, that passionate about. Yeah. And uh, and also Space Hog because you don't really like it, Matthew. Yeah, I'd take Space Hog, Jonathan. Okay, so there were just a few right there that you would be happy well, to lose. Space Hog is my number one. Get rid of, but it's my least. Yeah, so so I I mean I'm willing to compromise. What about you, John? Any any besides Chumbawamba jump out to you? I'm, I'm I wouldn't mind cutting Space Hog. I feel like their love of Space Hog outweighs our dislove. Fair enough. So, do we mention Jump Around as one? To... Jump Around seems like a, a candidate. Also, I said you get what you give. 
Well, I like jump around, but I don't want to be stuck at this deadlock forever, so I'd be willing to cut it. You can take you get what you give too, because I'm pretty much yeah, sure come, I'm the only one. How who come likes every that time one. I bring that up, no one wants to talk about it? Well, I thought I uh, Colin really off. loved it or something. I do I love it quite a bit. Them. See, I'm in my top five. <laughs> I remember when we cut Rockford Files and how sad you were. I was so sad. <laughs> I felt really bad. God, you guys are so such dicks, guys. But yeah, I, I, so it's I mean, between jump around and you get what you give. Sean, obviously, I like jump around more. Colin, or what? You get what you give. I obviously like you get what you give because I'm the biggest. Pro- John, yeah. I like uh, jump around more. Nancy, I like you get what you give more. Just slowing this whole thing down. Just take off, jump around then. I don't know. The thing I like about jump around is we can actually represent hip hop. Yeah. Which was a pretty big part well, of the 90s. Pick one, Colin. But, well, yeah, I guess you did. You didn't like, uh, or di- uh, didn't like as much, no rain, so. All right, well, then I'll yeah. change my vote to get what you <laughs> Thank you. It is official. Thank All right. you. And now to the matter of listigating. Uh, Well, it's probably jump around, right? uh, Or blind melon. I'd say jump around 10, blind melon 9. I have no problem with that. Does anyone? Anyone? Until I hear a song that I probably like less than both of those. Sleeper. Hidden. What the? Someone's messing with my list-making ability. Um, all right. Anyone leap in here with uh, their choice number eight? Space Hog. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I guess it barely got kicked <laughs> off Yeah, I'd put that, kicked off I'd put that at ten. Put that at one. <laughs> just yeah, wait but, and see. Whatever. Uh, it's probably OMC next, right? Right. As much as I love it, I guess. I like Papa's arm more than Tub something. Okay, I'm gonna say I agree with you on that front. What are we at? Seven. Seven. Yes. I'll, I'll put Tub Thumb in there. Wow! I'm surprised it even made the list. I'm surprised it went down with such a with, with such ease. I imagine there was gonna be a sneak. Tub thumping's my favorite song of all time in the group. Someone's hiding it all along. Yeah, doing these podcasts is like a confession booth. You know? <laughs> Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I really like tub thumping. <laughs> well, do some Hail Marys and get back to me. Um, it's getting tricky. How do you guys feel about flagpole sitta? I like it a lot. I'm okay with them. It's, we're looking at the number six spot right now. I put it in my top five. You put it in your top five? I put... Oh, this is tough. Oh. I like all these songs now. Mm. Well, I like, you know, a lot of these songs. Um, I, personally, I'd put How, How Bizarre. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I was willing to put it lower, but it, that's a really... That's, that's definitely my top five. It's... How bizarre it was in there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep coming back to Flagpole Sitta because I 
I don't like that as much as the rest of our top five. All right, I'll put it five. I'm okay with that. Go for it. Rage Against Machines. Uh, nah. God, is this is the impossible part now. I would probably put the Proclaimers next. That's just me. Sure. You, you put that below Bittersweet Symphony? Yes. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm just calling on that one. The, the thing for me is Bittersweet Symphony just goes on and on and on. Actually, it's it's weird. It's for me. It's like it's not long enough. Like it's just it's just huge. It's a five minute loop of awesome. Like it could go on another five minutes, and I'd be pretty cool with it. I cannot disagree with that. <laughs> just because I don't know. It's the, the the vocals are so great, and how they uh, they go along the, the melody and everything about it. The production. It's really stellar, epic song. But you take that and you compare it to the impression that I get where it's just so fun. Just so fun. Hey, I... What are the four that are left? Three that are left. We're on our top three right now. It's the impression that I get, Bittersweet Symphony, and Closing Time. What's really funny is... If you guys want to put Bittersweet Symphony... I don't think it's number one. No, it's not. It is for me. It was for me on my list. What's really funny is that our top three right now is the top three that was on my list. Like my personal list. So I'm really happy. Okay, then I think the impression that I get is our number three. That's definitely three. Yeah, I think so. Because I think we just revealed that Nancy and I are closing time (laughs) and you guys are bittersweet symphony. I mean, I just agree with the sentiment that it is kind of repetitive. and I I mean, it's awesome, but I, I feel like as a song, it's not as good not that Closing Time is that great of a song no, I think it's way better as a song yeah. <laughs> Closing Time just rocks man and it's way way more 90s than the ver. I mean you're the one who's like oh no these bands might not be a one hit wonder Bittersweet Symphony you also said might as well be a 2000s hit that's, Nancy said that. Nancy said, said that. that. It was I, said. I look, it. you're all one person in my mind. I, I didn't say to... it was a 2000s hit. I just said that I associate it with more with, like with my life in the 2000s. I just look at, at at them in terms of just songs and which songs I like better, regardless of when they came out. I, I've been. I, I didn't really look at this list so much as how much it reminded me of the 90s. Obviously, that weighed in a little bit, but I just try to. See, like, how do I feel about these now in my life compared to how I felt about them then? And, like, The Verve is one I very... Bittersweet Somebody, I very clearly remember, and I may even like it more now. I, I don't know. It, it it means a lot to me. But Closing Time, I really like, too. This is not an easy uh, decision. I think it is for Colin. Well, yeah, I made a list, and... Bittersweet Symphony was number one, and Closing Time was number two. So, there you go. Cut and paste. That was that next was list. list too. <laughs> God, I, I disagree, but I'm not going to fight. I just think... Uh, I, I It's all about interpretation of Sort of the, the list, list yeah. yeah. And I think Bittersweet Symphony, I think, is a legitimately great song. Well, if you it's guys actually play that ma- card, it's going to win. Yeah, it actually made it onto Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs. Not that that means anything, but I feel like it's kind of a big deal for a one-hit wonder. <laughs> all, right, all right, fine. Though, <sighs> I still... I don't want anyone to think that I don't have 
unconditional love for closing time. I think it's a way it's catch top it. yeah, too. So That's the I. thing that we're doing. Really it's like pretty it. good. It's, it's pretty damn it's good. That's the thing that sucks about this podcast is we have to talk shit about things we love. That's all what the time. is great about this podcast. I don't think so. If, you come out of it, thank God. If you talk shit about shit, you know, there's not that much there. There's a lot of there's a lot of emotion. This meant something. This well, meant right. a lot to all of us. I think we got it. Bazinga. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. We've been Top Ten Thursdays. You're going to read off the list? Got to do that. I got to do that, don't I? Yeah. See, Nancy, I hope you learned your lesson. Don't jump in there and try to get me off this podcast. Uh, Number ten, House of Pain, Jump Around. Number nine, Blind Melon, No Rain. Number eight, Space Hog, In the Meantime. Number seven, Shumba Wumba, Tub Thumping. Number six, OMC, How Bizarre. Number five, Harvey Danger, Flagpole Sitta. Number four, The Proclaimers, I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles. Number three, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, The Impression That I Get. Number two, Semisonic, Closing Time. And number one, The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony. Like I said, I'm just happy you guys are listening out there. Thank you for listening to us. We'll see you guys next week. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay